0: The angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. Please pray with me. Dear God in heaven, we ask you to join us here this morning in this place, and we trust that you are here with us. May my words be your words and all of our thoughts your thoughts. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. On Christmas Eve, almost everywhere on earth, the gods were thought to be many and undependable. That's the first sentence of Rodney Stark's book, The Triumph of Christianity, which is the story of how a tiny group of Jesus followers became the world's largest religion. And in a sense, that's the story of why we are gathered here this morning. On Christmas Eve, he writes, almost everywhere on earth, the gods were thought to be many and undependable. But now, it's Christmas morning. Jesus has arrived, and everything is different. There's something profoundly comforting about Christmas, and I don't just mean the coffee cake and the fire and the footy pajamas. I love the regularity of Christmas. I love the same reading. Luke 2 every single year. The same good news from the angels. Do not be afraid. For see I bringing you good tidings of great joy for all people. To you is born this day in the city of David. The Messiah the lord the hairs stand up on the back of my neck even though i've heard that you know 75,000 times but despite the comfort i find that there is some existential angst associated with christmas for instance i know that jesus said it's better to give than to receive i know that he said that and i believe that it's true but every year i'm reminded on christmas how much i like to receive Now, I like to give, too, don't get me wrong, but there's nothing quite like the feeling when someone gives you a really good gift. I get a lovely gift from my wife every year, something nice from my dad, and now that Grandpa Paul's in town, my kids' gift-giving abilities have been bolstered significantly. But I still find myself doing that thing where I'm counting presents around the room. Gosh, I think so-and-so's gotten a lot of presents It must almost be time for me to get something else. Now, I know that this doesn't reflect well upon me. I know that this reveals a deficiency. I know that I'm 44 years old and that I should be outgrowing this, that it should bring me sufficient joy to see the joy in my children's faces. I shouldn't be the child in this situation. So a couple years ago, I thought I would do something about it. It's become something of a family legend. My children still make fun of me for this every single year. But a couple of years ago, I bought myself five or six DVDs that I'd been wanting, wrapped them up individually, wrote from Santa on them, and had them delivered to me one by one Christmas morning. And I made sure to spread them out under the tree, too, so that I would have something every so often As the presents were distributed. And you know what? It was great. I regret nothing. (laughs) Because here's the thing. Jesus did say that it is better to give than to receive. And that is true. But Christmas morning, Christmas is all about receiving. At least if you're a human being. Now, if you're God, Christmas is all about giving but not for you and me. For us, Christmas is about getting a gift, a gift that is without doubt the greatest of all time. On Christmas Eve, almost everywhere on earth, the gods were thought to be many and undependable. On Christmas Eve, the direction of Gift-giving was one way, from the worshiper to the gods. If you wanted a bountiful harvest or a male heir or financial blessings, you'd make an offering to Sibylle or Zeus or whoever and hope for the best. The gods, though, as Rodney Stark says, were undependable. Even if they got an offering, they might not decide to help you out. But an extravagant offering was your best shot. But on Christmas morning, that all changed. In Jesus, the direction of the gift giving was altered forever. It was still one way, but now it was from God to man. At, at Christmas, we celebrate what we call the incarnation, this refers to God becoming one of us, becoming human. And while this might seem like a no-brainer to us, sort of a snooze, we've heard this idea our whole lives, the idea of Almighty God becoming one of us, a human being, is actually as crazy now as it seemed to the people in the first century when it actually happened. The Christian claim... That God came here to be with us, to be one of us, makes Christianity utterly unique. Every other religion sets up a paradigm in which the worshiper has to get to God to purify him or herself, either by acts of devotion or sacrifice, self-denial, hours of meditation, anything to approach the gods. In short, you get to God through good works. Through work, people get to the gods. Only Christianity offers a God who comes to you. And he came to you at Christmas. So when presented with a selfish child like me, who only wants presents for himself. Any other religion would say, son, you need to get your act together. You need to get your head around the true meaning of the holiday, do some meditation, some prayer, redouble your efforts to be less selfish and more giving. And maybe one day, when you're doing a bit better, God will bless you. Maybe then you'll deserve to actually get a gift. You'll get what you want when you give God what he wants. But the Christmas message, the message about Jesus is so much more comforting than that. It's a message for the selfish children of the world. It's for sinners. Do not be afraid, said the angel. For see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. Jesus' birthday is about getting the greatest gift. In all the world, salvation from sin and death and eternal life with your father in heaven. And this is a gift given to you for free. Counterintuitively, you'll never be able to give anyone anything with a pure heart that is without just wanting something in return. You'll never be able to give anyone anything until you understand the no-strings-attached nature of God's love for you, expressed in Jesus Christ. So celebrate. It's Christmas. It's the time when humanity got a gift it could never and would never deserve. And so, one more time. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. Why? Were they terrified? Well, angels seem to be a terrifying presence in the scriptures. Anytime an angel appears to anyone, its first words are, Don't be afraid. But undoubtedly, the shepherds are also afraid because they can feel the presence of Almighty God there and they know they are unworthy. The arrival of God was a fearful thing. Remember, it was Christmas Eve. The gods were many and undependable. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David, a savior who is the Messiah, the Lord. So it is better for people to give To other people than to receive from other people. That's true. 365 days a year. But it is best. It is the best news of all time. We call it good news with a capital G and a capital N. It is best to receive God's free gift. The life, death and resurrection of his son, Jesus Christ, your Savior, In him, because of what he did for you, living, dying, rising again, you are made new. In him, you are reborn, made right with God forever. This kind of gift you could never give. This is a gift that you can only receive. And this morning, this gift is yours. Merry Christmas. Amen.